A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. today's wrestling news has AEW's next major WWE signing been revealed major plans for Roman Reigns' future have been revealed the truth about Alexa Bliss's therapy sessions and last week's Raw, surprise surprise went through some major last minute changes, I'm Adam Wilborn I'm Michael Sidgwick, and this is the news, so we have a major debut to look forward to on this week's AEW Dynamite. It was teased, or it was announced, I should say, by Tony Khan on Friday that Isaiah Cassidy is going to wrestle a mystery opponent in the Face of the Revolution ladder match qualifier on Dynamite this week. Tony Khan saying, if you haven't seen this, that uh, Cassidy's opponent is going to walk through the forbidden door and sign a contract with AEW on Wednesday. And uh, sort of adding fuel to this fire, Isaiah Cassidy has maybe slightly teased that it could be one Jeff Hardy tweeting, I was good, but Sammy was better on Friday. Respect, G. But I, man, this better not be who I think it is. You're going to force me to put this dude out for good. By the way, I've called you four times, Matt Hardy. i got to get ready for this ladder match. This, uh, Siege, on top of the fact that the Young Bucks changed their uh, bio on Twitter to mention one Jeff Harvey, uh, linked to when Mike Annerley got his name wrong at the Royal Rumble 2008, I want to say. Um, the only issue, of course, being that it seems to suggest that it's going to be a match in the Face of the Revolution ladder match qualifier, and Jeff Hardy's... <laughs> 90 day no complete with WWE would take him up until March 9th. What do you make of all this? And who do you think uh, this new mystery signing is going to be? Um, it's interesting. They, it's not for the first time that AEW has teased someone's arrival as a red herring for the arrival of somebody else. Yeah. If you recall, um, during the days of the Exalted One um, tease, they were like, they were hyping um, Matt Hardy as the Exalted One. And in fact, it was Mr. Brody Lee. And they had Raven in the crowd at one show, didn't they? Yes, yeah, well? so this could be a red herring. They could, be, they could have every intention of perhaps one day signing Jeff Hardy. And they love to tease. They love to tease. So this could just be a little... Uh, wrong-footed breadcrumb, if you like, um, ahead of that. As far as I'm aware, yeah, he is under a 90-day no-compete. However, we've seen in the past that they're not the best at administration <laughs> no. over in WWE, so people have arrived in AEW sooner than one would think. I don't think it's um, Jeff Hardy for those reasons. However, um, quick little rundown of who it could be, because yeah. everyone loves the speculation. It, there's a magnificent Reddit thread 
um, tying this tease to Triple H. Yeah, I, I, really, I really don't really think did. that's happening, but it would be absolutely seismic if it did. On a less to a lesser extent, um, Shane McMahon, just a McMahon in AEW TV, it would be worth putting up with his ego and enduring one terrible Shane McMahon match just for the news, the visual. <laughs> yes. Just a McMahon in AEW would be an incredible bit of banter. Um, I'm under the impression that it is going to be none other than Keith Lee. Ah. And I've got a great reason why. Tony Khan's excellent at people putting together um, opponents, partners, just little moments that make you think, oh, that's why they booked that match. I can't think of a better way of getting Keith Lee over like that against Isaiah Cassidy specifically, because Isaiah Cassidy is very good at squealing <laughs> when something like very dangerous or painful is about to happen to him. I can't think of a better way of getting Keith Lee over from the jump than Isaiah Cassidy squealing as he's up in the air for the spirit bomb Ooh. and then boom, crashing down to the canvas below. What a week it would be. Nice little meme. Lee. I think it would get memed a lot, that. And yes, I suppose you could also pounce Mark Gwen into the crowd if you want to as well. Yes. There you go. Indubitably. Um, do you know who I think it's going to be? I don't think it's going to be Jeff Hardy. I don't think it's going to be Karrion Cross. I don't think it's Trips. I don't think it's going to be Keith Lee. I'm just going to be the fucking fiend. That's my prediction. I can't wait to see your reaction if it is Wyndham. I've, I've, I'm quite assured at this point that Wyndham's not turning it up. Okay. All right, let's move on and talk about Roman Reigns' future, his near future. Season face Goldberg, of course, at the Elimination Chamber, and then presumably when he beats that old bastard, uh, he's going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. But according to Dave Meltzer, on uh, the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, the plan going forward is to have Roman Reigns eventually face Drew McIntyre. Meltzer writes, Drew McIntyre is very much in the plans for an opponent for Reigns at some point. Before his injury, there was talk of Reigns versus McIntyre as Reigns' program in the early part of the year in getting to Lesnar. And now that he's back, perhaps that's in Saudi Arabia, although that'll be better served for later in the year. No great surprise, this. Um... I suppose if he does defeat Brock Lesnar and continue this ridiculous streak and whether or not that's title for title, who knows, um, they are going to eventually have to have to have him lose to someone. Drew McIntyre still hasn't had his moment in front of people. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't class this as major news, personally. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like Drew McIntyre quite a bit, but I don't think it's a major opponent. This has got B-level pay-per-view after WrestleMania written yeah. all over it. Um, it's not a terrible match. It's not a terrible program, in fact. Um, I thought their match at Survivor Series 2020, I believe it mm -hmm. was, while a little bit tropey, there was loads of barricade stuff, there's always barricade stuff, I nonetheless thought they had like a ripping physical chemistry. Like It really felt like they were throwing bombs at each other. It was pleasing as a physical spectacle, if not a true storytelling match, in my opinion. Look, there's way worse opponents for Drew, and if you look at the way the, um, the WrestleMania uh, card is shaping up, Presumably Roman kind of beats Lesnar to get him over as basically the heel Bruno Sammartino. Yeah. Um, and then you get Drew McIntyre first on the docket after WrestleMania. Yep. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, I'm sure. I'm just hoping that, that maybe, just maybe, there's a chance that Big E is the guy to dethrone him, and that's why they've moved him to SmackDown. I've finally given up. I'm, I'm, I'm officially... Why are you saying it then? Officially paying... Why are you saying it then? No, I'm paying out on my bet with you that um, Big E was going to fight for the world title at WrestleMania. That's not happening. Oh, I've got a pasty on this. Yeah. 
It's a corned beef and potato is my preferred Greg's option. Bloody hell, look at that. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm hoping that he deserves so much better. So I'm hoping it is Biggie down the line. But yes, unsurprising there that they are going to put Drew in the sort of post-WrestleMania docket for Roman Reigns. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Alexa Bliss. More therapy sessions, no doubt, for her on tonight's Monday Night Raw. And if you're wondering how long they're going to go on for, Fightful Select uh, have found some interesting information out about it. That WWE has filmed and produced a total of nine segments featuring Alexa Bliss undergoing her therapy to get to the root of her mystical spooky persona basically um there was no plans there was never any plans basically uh, to have her involved in the royal rumble match sorry to the internet for that uh, but yeah nine segments Sige. we normally see one or two a week so i can i suppose we can see this culminating in around or just before or just after wrestlemania i guess <laughs> to try and use it this morning. Let's not dress it up. What do you think of these therapy sessions? I mean, they, not much. They, you know, they had to go away for a while. They've done all this stuff with the goddess, and you just assumed, all right, they're just going to come back and forget all that bollocks with Lily. They're not doing that. But are you hoping that eventually they will leave that behind? Because at the end of the day, Alexa Bliss is a phenomenal wrestler when she's just allowed to, well, wrestle. She can do like WWE scripted dialogue better than most. Yes. I would say that is far more accurate, Willborn, than phenomenal wrestler. I mean, she hasn't sold out the Budokan. She hasn't shaken it to its core, has she? Let's no. use phenomenal okay. correctly. I'm trying to salvage a quite a dry story with hyperbole, basically. This is my life, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but look, yeah, nine segments. Actually, to be fair, we've probably had most of them because we had like a couple on Raw last week. We're probably, I assume the road to WrestleMania will feature the return of Alexa Bliss, actually. Well, they always reserve something yeah. for the Raw after WrestleMania. And nowadays, the very lazy in retrospect, like NXT call it, where it's like, there's enough hardcore fans in the audience who can receive this person as a star. We will just simply debut them, not do much storylines with them, but, you know, everyone else will infer that they're stars. They don't have that shortcut these days because NXT doesn't have a, a whole swath of really over guys. Mm -hmm. So maybe they will save Alexa Bliss's return for the Raw after WrestleMania, which they tend to try with. Not last year, but this year they'll probably sure. <laughs> um, look, if you're an Alexa Bliss fan... Um, Careful. Look, she's going to be heavily featured on television. I don't know under which persona. Maybe a blend of all of them working some kind of fully adjacent deal. Who the hell knows? I'm not up to my law. Let us know the latest law in the comment section because we all like a laugh. Uh, right, final report uh, surrounds last week's episode of Monday Night Raw. It comes from Fightful Select. I forgot to say this earlier. No crap. Just Sap, Sean Ross Sap of Fightful Select, uh, reporting that, uh, yeah, the 31st of January episode of Raw uh, went through some major changes at the last minute. Surprise, surprise. Apparently, uh, the original plan was to have Dolph Ziggler face um, Montez Ford of the Street Profits until someone finally realised that Angelo Dawkins, you know, comes from Cincinnati and... Yeah, after they were, quote, smartened up, they thought, hey, maybe we should give the hometown guy a win, which he did get. Uh, the major developments, though, surround the qualifiers for the Elimination Chamber match. They obviously already had uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar confirmed for that. But apparently the main event was going to be, rather than having those qualifying matches facing, like, 
like Riddle and Otis, and I think Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio is in there with, with AJ Styles. The original plan was going to have Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Austin Theory in a five-way in the main event with the person who lost the fall to be excluded from the chamber match, which, by my calculations, weird would, booking that. would have been Damian Priest. Better or worse, that, would you say? Um, I mean, that's weird booking, to be perfectly honest. Like, I don't know why you'd book a... It's one thing to book a match where someone simply loses, where the objective is to win, because you can book around, like, oh, it's a hard-fought victory or like, a hard-fought loss or whatever. But, like, you know, you're the ultimate loser. You're, you're categorically worse than four of these people. That's just stupid. Like, why would you... It's a work. You're meant to yeah. tell stories within stories, and I don't know why that story would be. Uh, this guy is significantly worse than four other people. That's how low down we think he is. That sounds like a terrible idea, but I can't be snarky about this news at all. There's a last minute change to the raw strip seemingly every single week. This isn't particularly <laughs> yes. newsworthy, but I can't be snarky about this. Um, they, we've bitched and moaned and complained that it's a toxic, mean-spirited company that will always job people out in their hometown. The fact that they subverted this, even if it's only once, is quite a nice thing to do. And I'll tell you what, on top of that, like, Angelo Dawkins has got this horrible sort of fate of comparison thing. Yeah. We've seen it with Janetti. I mean, he turned into a pretty, uh, not on bloke. But my childhood hero, nonetheless, suffered the fate of, you're not Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh, we get it all the time. Um, most recently, like, Pentness. And I say, oh, he's not Phoenix. He's like, he's Pentness. <laughs> he's class. Um, and I think Angelo Dawkins has improved considerably, yeah. but he's always going to get compared to his, let's face it, like flashier partner. Um, so it's nice to see him get a bit of single shanks. I think he's, uh, I think his improvement has gone too unnoticed. Yeah, and uh, I just realised he could have eliminated Kevin Owens from this as well because, yeah, four out of five. But Damian Priest, Kevin Owens, obviously not in the chamber match. I think they've done really well to just absolutely stack the chamber match so it not be blatantly obvious that, let's say, Bobby Lashley retains or Brock Lesnar leaves the title. There's an argument to be made that almost anyone, probably aside from Austin Theory, could leave with the WWE Championship. But yeah, I, I just thought the, the, the dynamic of, yeah, you didn't. Uh, you didn't lose. Congratulations, you're in the chamber would have been pretty bad. And it was a bit convoluted. It always is with these qualifiers. You know, oh, Riddle versus Otis all of a sudden is a qualifying match. But I like it. I think this show's shaped up really well. And we've got the Momentum series coming up next. Who's got the momentum going oh, in? Yeah, always? they're doing that for the next few weeks, aren't they? Oh, joy. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, right, should we move on to Twitter questions? Yes. First question today uh, comes from the arse formerly known as Jimmy Blade, uh, who writes, Good morning, gents. After the Rumble basically proved no one has memorable themes anymore. Do you think this is, this is Vince's hatred of crowd singing coming into it, a la changing Nakamura's themes so you can't sing along when he went here? That was a real point for us after the Rumble, wasn't it? That I mean, we were doing the stream and the, the music would hit and I'd be like, oh, please show the tron because I don't know who this is. <laughs> I mean, I think realistically, when you cover WWE um, in a professional capacity, it's very easy for us to just skip ahead through the entrances because they're so patterned. Like, it's, they usually do the same poses and there's minimal fan interaction. Um, you don't get some nice, like, down the camera bits of intrigue or, like, out resting for a bit of improvisation and for a bit of, like, you know, just an organic feeling thing. It doesn't happen in WWE. What I'm arriving at in a very long-winded way is I don't miss anything with the entrances. So we can kind of be forgiven for thinking, is that eh, Madcap Moss's theme? <laughs> I had the idea. It's a bit of an indictment for the actual fans and there were enough of them where you could get like a thousand people in like a 20,000 seat building, as we've seen time and time again. When they're loud and they are intent on being loud, they feel like it's the whole arena. It's not it's just a small, very loud um, pocket of fans. The fact that Naywon was like, is that Baron Corbin? Oh, I've got no idea. I've got absolutely no idea. Maybe it's antagonism. Maybe it's incompetence. But whichever way around it is, in terms of why aren't people sort of recognising these pretty bland and indistinct themes. It's a core issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And it's one that's quite realistic as well. I'm not expecting WWE to go, right, okay, let's do some really expressive and diverse pro wrestling out there, guys. Lots of different matches because we famously like that. That's a pipe dream. Like, getting entrance themes to be somewhat hummable, that's not a pipe dream. Like, they can do better yeah. and they should do it's better. It's double whammy, isn't it? It's, it's not only making very generic themes for a lot of people. I think the only good theme that's come out in the last, new theme in the last year that I really like is King Woods' new theme. It absolutely slaps that. But it's also, like you say, gutting tracks that already have it. Like, oh, people like Sammy singing Sammy Zayn's theme or Nakamura's theme. And I know, as a heel, you shouldn't sing certain themes, but... Just have them go like, oh, we're just going to go generic sort of thing. I mean, this company should be happy with any interaction it gets, but luckily for them, they can just simply superimpose the reactions from the Thunderdome sound file folder, and that'll be that. That's a weird company. Yeah, it's right. A bad let's, company. let's move on. Well, actually, let's not move on because we're going to still be talking about WWE because David Rivera writes, can WWE produce dream matches anymore? Bobby no. and Brock was supposed to be a banger, kind of felt cheap. Uh, also, AJ and Nakamura from WrestleMania 34 didn't really live up to the hype. So has the dream match died in the Fed? Hope you're having a great day. Hope you are too, David. Uh, what do you reckon? Still possibility of any dream matches in WWE? Well, I don't want to go full sky is falling, but when you look at that WrestleMania card, and bear in mind it's across two nights, you should be able to get one match where you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, I've thought about this idly in my spare time. A little bit too much, but, you know, we're all nerds, yeah? Yeah. No one's judging. I'm a huge nerd as well. At the minute, at the minute there's not one penciled in where I'm thinking, oh, Christ, I've waited for this all year because the big match I'm still interested in watching it happens to have taken place in October uh, Ronda Charlotte is a bit of a consolation we know that the thing about a dream match is that it works in the theatre of the mind because you think of 
the people in it on the same level. That's why it's a dream match to you. It's a dream matchup, a dream pairing. But WWE, as we've seen, prioritizes a handful of performers up there. Everyone else is just in the sort of C doing now. So unfortunately, we see Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley as equals. Look at their physiques, uh, look at their paths. Uh, towards uh, the main event. But they always just like Brock Lesnar so much more, so they give him the visual pin, and it just wasn't a dream match. It was an angle masquerading as a match. If you look at the prospective lineup uh, for WrestleMania 38, I'm not dreaming about it, like. Yeah. I'm not up all night dreaming about this. I'm excited for the potential of something like AJ Styles versus Edge, but then I'm yes. worried we're going to get Edge with his big bang with a spotlight on him. Edge versus a guy you never expected him to work ever is such an open goal, and I don't know why they haven't absolutely lashed it home. Instead, we've had Edge versus a guy he sort of worked extensively yes. when he was a full-timer. Edge versus Seth Rollins, I guess, met that remit, but they overdid it as they tend to do. I quite enjoyed it all. Uh, maybe that could... Maybe a B-level pay-per-view dream match is the best we can hope for. Edge versus AJ should be great. Dot, dot, dot. If it even happens. <laughs> Sketch 2K gives us our final question of the day. Uh, he writes, hey gents, do you think it would be best for AW to move Dynamite to a three-hour slot and Rampage to two hours so they can use all their talent to their best ability? I, I feel like this tweet sent a shiver down your spine when you heard it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a bit of an issue for me because as much as AEW values art, it's all about rights fees. It's a business. It's a nationally televised, internationally broadcast business. I fear that they might want to do something like this because it's been huge for Warner Media. Um, legitimately, I really hope it doesn't happen. Um, too much of a good thing is still a good thing, even if it's good. And like, even when Raw was like in 2016, it got a bit of a got a bit of a shot in the arm. Yeah, that felt like there was a, something in the air where there was the needed change. They were pushing the horsewomen. They were pushing Finn Balor. There was an episode where Finn Balor was in the world contender. They did Sasha and Charlotte, where I felt. This is as good as I think WWE can get. It was still just a total slog, a total and utter slog. Um, I really genuinely hope this doesn't happen. And I hope TK has enough um, credit in the bank to sort of prevent this from happening and to argue his case that, look, one of the reasons why something like AEW was so viable in the first place, legitimately, was because those three-hour roles were so unbookable. Yeah. They played host to so much obnoxious, either drab or stupid stuff that everyone sought an alternative because they were burned out by just how many hours of dismal content WWE was producing. I hope he goes with that argument in the chamber during the next round of rights fees negotiations. And just to address the second part of that question, to get as much out of the roster as possible, I'm thinking that the better way of doing that is to just have the roster interact with itself more. Less very obvious star versus emerging breakthrough guy matches a few more actual name versus name pairings and I quite like not seeing everyone every week personally so I'm happy with the rotating cast as it is more or less I'm, I'm a complete hypocrite because I'll sit there and I'll bitch and I'll moan that people have got these records that they've built up on dark or dark elevation and suddenly they turn around and say oh this guy's a number one contender yeah, it's and I'm like it's bollocks but at the same time Oh my God, do I not want to see another three-hour wrestling show? I don't care. You know, I'm sure AEW would put on longer, excellent match. They wouldn't, you know, go and do more sports entertainment stuff, I hope, if they had to do a three-hour show. But at the end of the day, it's still three hours. Um, don't it's... watch The Godfather every week. Exactly. Certainly don't want to watch Lord of the Rings every week. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 not something that I should... I, I think they should find another way to utilise their talent. I, like, I, I think I agree that, you know, rotating people in and out 
works for me. The amount of times I sit there and watch, you know, AW or WWE shows and go, just go away so I can miss you and then you can come back sort of thing. It happens but quite yes. regularly. But yeah, I don't, I don't need a two-hour rampage. I certainly don't need a three-hour dynamite. Um, but let us know your thoughts uh, on whether or not you think that's going to happen, like Sid said, with those uh, rights fees when they eventually come up. And let's move on to today's and finally, and just finish with something nice, say a massive congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Keith Lee. Keith, Keith Lee and Mia Yim uh, got married uh, over the weekend. Mia Yim tweeting, happily ever after. Thank you everyone and all the loved ones that were there to help make this day magical. I am proud and lucky to finally be Mrs. Lee. I love you. Real Keith Lee. Hashtag Disney winning. Disney wedding. Hashtag Yimitless. Uh, lovely stuff, this. Congratulations to the two of them. Yeah, it's absolutely uh, a wonderful news story because we get so many bleak ones um, in the world of pro wrestling. Look, everyone loves Keith Lee. Keith Lee's an absolutely stand-up guy. Yes. He's had a horrendous time of it professionally and personally, um, basically, as soon as the, the pandemic hit. And it's really nice to see, even from afar, I don't develop parasocial relationships with these wrestlers, but you still want the people who bump your entertainment <laughs> to have a nice old time. Yes. I'm glad Keith Lee is, and congratulations to both him and me. Exactly. Salutations to the both of you. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's news stories in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Dadly Boys sitting down to review uh, SmackDown, AW Rampage, and look ahead to Man and Hour Owl a little bit later on today. Uh, plus you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE well, actually there you can follow both of us you can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick you can also buy his brilliant book all about the rise of AW Becoming All Elite wherever you go from Amazon basically uh, you can follow me at Adam Wilborn follow us all at WhatCultureWWE but for now my thanks to Michael Sidgwick thank you for joining us and we will see you soon even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.